Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z girlies, this is Maddie Baldwin, your host, and we are back for another episode of season two. Um, and I am so excited about the guests that we have on the podcast today. I think that she's really has a lot to share with us, and I am so impressed by um, just all the work that she's done and just I think just I'm excited for you to get to hear kind of her story and what she's working on and just her advice on um, kind of how to get out there and how to do things. But I'll go ahead and just let her jump in and introduce herself. So if you want to just kind of tell us your name and a little bit about just like what do you do um, in your own words and what does that look like? Cool. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Sabrina Grimaldi. Um very recently, Sabrina Grimaldi. I just got married in November, so my name was Sabrina Prophet. If you see that name around, that was me. <laughs> um, I am a journalist. Um, I do a lot of freelance writing, and I also started my own online magazine called The Zillennial Zine. Um, so yeah, I'm a writer. I love writing. Um, I do a lot of interviewing, a lot of featuring for different magazines um, and newspapers in Arizona. And like I said, I started my own magazine uh, almost two years ago, um, and that's called The Zillennial Zine. Okay, yeah, that is so cool, like such a cool background. And I mean, I think that I would love to hear like a little bit more about like what this online magazine that you've started is as well. Because I mean, like I've looked at it a little bit, but for our audience who may not have heard of it yet, if you want to like tell us like a little bit of like, what is it about? Who is it for? Like, what kind of content do you all write for that? Totally. So the Zillennial Zine, um, the name kind of gives it away a little bit, but I know this is for the Gen Z girlies, which technically I'm actually Gen Z. Um, but when I was thinking about starting my own magazine, I was kind of just trying to brainstorm like who that might be for. Um, and it kind of just came to me on a whim and I thought the name sounded really cool and it went really well together, the ZZ. Um, and I've always been very infatuated with this idea of Zillennials. Um, I'm technically a Gen Zer, but we're, I don't know, a lot of people in my generation, my age bracket are kind of, we feel kind of in between these two major mm. generations. Like there's the millennials and then there's the Gen Zers. And sometimes millennials are in like their thirties and I'm not there yet. <laughs> and then some of the Gen Zers are in like middle school and I definitely can't relate to them in that way, you know? So I kind of felt right. in in between. Um, so that's kind of where it came about. And I kind of coined, you know, like the zine for the in between, you know, like, it's kind of just a magazine for oh. those people who feel like they're in between these because like, the millennials are like very well known for like, being like dog moms, man bun, hipsters, <laughs> you know, they were there for a lot of the early 2000s, which like, mm. some of us were just like, really little kids. 
Um, and then the Gen Zers are like, you know, the Tide Pod eaters, TikTok dancers, like, we like scrolling through TikTok, but like, we're not in middle school, you know, we're kind of in this like, weird middle zone. So when I was starting this magazine, I was like, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to cater to this generation who kind of just feels like they're like, in the middle. So <laughs> I just got started. And I was like, what would this generation care about reading? what are we into? What are the weird trends we're like coming up with? And it just kind of started from there. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think like, like you were saying, it's so important for people to like kind of have a space that feels like represents them as well. And I think even for like a lot of like Gen Z or specifically, and like, I think I kind of um, identify as well, like what you were saying is I'm probably like a little bit on, like I do, I think I'm a gen, like in Gen Z, but I am on like a little bit of the older like spectrum of Gen Z. So like I grew up with like, you know, kind of around the millennial trends as well. And like, I don't feel like that's me, you know, but like I do get like, I do understand parts of it, you know, and it's like finding that I'm little fine. bit of like in between space. Yeah, which I think is also like a really overlooked segment in the market as well for just like content in general and everything that goes into that so I mean like I think that you really kind of discovered a little bit of a hidden gem like right in that area and like yeah really targeted it really well so when you're like writing like um articles for kind of that that in between the gen z but also like the zillennial um what kind of articles are you like putting out in your magazine like is it um I know you kind of said like online and everything but is it like beauty stuff is it food like what does that look like what kind of content are you putting out on it totally so on our website we have six categories we have relationships beauty fashion pop culture and lifestyle oh and health and wellness that's a sixth <laughs> okay, there you um, go. <laughs> so basically it's it's a range of everything um but we're kind of trying to look at it through like kind of an online trend lens um and basically i feel like anything that millennials do ha- becomes an online trend um so like the way we go on dates and dating apps that's you know we talk about it on the internet i think that's the one thing about millennials that is just like really integral in our magazine is that just like we love the internet and <laughs> we talk about basically everything we do yeah. on the internet, like our fashion, you know, new fashion aesthetics, like cottage core. And, you know, like those all become online trends because we are just, we grew up, you know, with the internet <laughs> and like not in right. the way that like younger Gen Zers did, but like we were kind of there in the beginning. I remember getting Instagram when I was like 13 and it was like really old <laughs> and it's yep. just funny it's just funny seeing how like our generation kind of like melded, you know, social media, you know, like we kind of were there with its upbringing. Um, So that kind of is integral in the way we write our articles. It's a lot of online trends, but within all of those categories. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And um, I think that like, thinking about just even the work you took to like, really get that magazine like up and started if there's like another like someone who's in gen z i think and i think that people like love like we were saying like love to right now like um kind of dive into content like online on our phones you know tiktok like all that but i think that there's also like you were saying like the people who also like love to create this content and love to um build their career and are like starting to like move kind of into 
um, what that looks like for them. So like when you were building this online magazine, like what were some of the steps that like concrete steps you took to kind of actually get it off the ground? Cause I think it's one idea, like one thing to have, you know, like an idea and be like, Oh my goodness, this would be so cool. It's a whole nother thing to see it, you know, like to fruition. Like, so what did that look like for you? Just with like concrete steps and getting into that. Yeah, no, it actually is super technical. (laughs) Um, And it was something I kind of wasn't prepared for at all. Um, So I've been a journalist for well, so I went to school for journalism. So I've been a writer my whole life. Um, But the whole website building portion of making a magazine was really surprising to me. Um, And the whole like keyword analysis part of having an online magazine was really interesting. Um, So I kind of I just did a lot of research. Honestly, I went on to YouTube and I watched a ton of tutorials about how to make a WordPress website, how to do keyword analysis, how to get things trending on Google. Like I literally just sat on my computer and I was like, okay, this is something I want to do, but I don't know a lot about it. (laughs) And it's kind of this like whole world that I didn't know anything about. Um, So I sat on my computer, I watched a ton of YouTube tutorials. I went on to WordPress, I kind of made the website. I went on to Canva. (laughs) I made our logo um, and a bunch of random stuff, you know, a lot of the like marketing part of it. Um, And then I just got started. I just started writing articles. Um, I started with my friend Ash Lohman. Um, She wrote a ton of the articles on our website too. And we just hit the ground running. Um, We kind of just made like a base website on WordPress. Nothing pretty. Um, And we just got started. And it was a lot of trial and error. (laughs) seeing like what would work what wouldn't work um figuring out how google works because it kind of blew my mind that like when you google something it's not just like I don't know just using google my whole life I didn't realize there was so much like science behind it and that you have to do all this like keyword analysis and like optimization and like all of this stuff behind the scenes to get your stuff on google so it was just kind of a learning curve um but we just started Um, When we started writing articles and we wrote an article every single day since it started, which we still have done. (laughs) Yeah, we've produced an article every single day since its beginning in 2021. um, And that's still happening. Um, And we just hit the ground running and we put it all on this website and made it look pretty enough for it to work (laughs) and just got started. Yeah, that that is so impressive that you've been writing a whole article every single day um so like with that process how long do you feel like it really took you to start seeing like some were like results like start to come in or people like kind of starting to realize that this was a thing and like start to read it because I know that like sometimes that can be a super long process and sometimes it can be a little bit overnight but do you feel like where where did you fall on that spectrum It definitely wasn't overnight. (laughs) It was a lot of pushing. Um, It was kind of funny for the first like six months, I was like, I don't know if this is ever going to become like a real thing. Like we'd have maybe 50 readers on the website a day, maybe. And like half of those are probably like my mom. (laughs) So (laughs) it was definitely just waiting and learning and testing and testing and trying to get it to work. Um, I would say it took about a year 
<laughs> of just okay. pushing um, yeah. in order for it to really take off. And then once it started taking off, it just kept going. And it's still going. Every day I'm like, oh, wow, that's even more people than we had yesterday. Like, it's still going. Um, but it really does take consistency and patience, which is not one of my best virtues. But... <laughs> It takes a lot. Mine either. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. There was a few times where I was like, mm, I think I should give up. This isn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kept pushing. And yeah. consistency is seriously key, especially like in terms of algorithms and the internet. If Google sees that you're being consistent and that this is something that's like actually happening, you know, you get, you get more readers. So consistency is really key um, for anything. Um, so we just kept pushing and now that it's been almost two years, it's still going, it's still going up. So I'm glad I pushed out for a little while. (laughs) Good. Well, congratulations too, on like getting to the point already that you're at, like, that's such a big deal too. And I think that, I think also Gen Z sometimes has a hard time celebrating themselves in some ways. So I think that there is, you know, this push to that. I think as Gen Z, there's this idea that we have to be so sick, like an our like idea of successful so quickly in life. Um, especially like with the internet, which I think like gives us, you know, like so many avenues to explore and like learn new things. Like you were saying about like um, optimization and keywords and everything, but it also like is so easy to kind of fall into the trap of, you know, comparing ourselves to where others have been at or like what others are doing. And we don't often get to see the work, you know, the effort that goes behind getting to where it is. And that's one reason I really wanted to start this podcast and kind of interview like other like Gen Z people who have like, you know, these amazing like accomplishments that they're doing, but also for other Gen Z to realize they're actually working like their asses off, you know, like there's so much work that goes behind this and it's not an overnight thing. And um, but also that you can do it too. And anyone who's listening can do exactly what everyone else is doing around them. You guys have to put their mind to it and work hard, but that it's definitely a possibility. Um, but yes, so congratulations again, for sure. on like where you're at. Yeah. That is so impressive. Um, thank you. So, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> of course. I think, and then like, I think as we're talking kind of about Gen Z, you know, accomplishing goals, like moving forward in your career, do you have any advice for Gen Zers who are kind of wanting to start pushing, wanting to start building something? Maybe it's an online magazine, maybe it's writing, maybe it's something else, but yeah, like what's your advice to Gen Z on just how to get in there, how to get involved? Yeah, no, totally. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, definitely no, we like we were just talking about, like consistency is key for one and two find a way to do what you love and I know that is like the corniest most cheesy thing ever but doing what you love and having that passion behind it will you know it will it can take you anywhere um mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you find a way to incorporate your passions in doing what you love um it can just give you so much more motivation um and girl I know we got to pay the bills I totally understand there was a point in college (laughs) when I had five jobs and I was a full-time student so I completely understand we got to pay the bills at the end of the day um but if there's any way you can incorporate your passions and what you love to do in your career 
do it. Take that chance. Um, and at first you're going to be like, what am I doing? <laughs> like I said, I, there were so many moments where I was like, maybe I should just give this up. Like, this is not happening and it's wasting my time. You know, for a few like months there, I was like, maybe I'm just like putting a lot of time and effort into something that like, isn't actually going to take off. Um, and it might feel like that for you, um, for quite a bit. Um, but then it will, because if you keep pushing and you have that passion and you have that love behind it, it will definitely take off. Um, and I would definitely say to use social media as much as you can too, um, because there's going to be somebody out there who hears your story or sees your business or sees the products you're making and they're going to love it. Um, and they're going to want to share it with people and they're, they might want to buy something, you know, it depends on what you're doing, but social media is definitely such a crazy world that like didn't even exist 10 years ago. Um, so if you love what you're doing, share it online as much as you can. Um, and don't get discouraged either because (laughs) sometimes you can blow up overnight and sometimes you'll be stuck at like 200 views for like two months and you're like, what am I doing wrong? But it's just all about consistency and staying true to yourself and finding a way to love what you do. Cause at the end of the day, that's what's mm-hmm. important, right? Absolutely. No, I love that. And I think all of that is so important. And I still agree with that. I think that like one question I would have for, like, for you within that, which is like, I think something that we all have to kind of figure out our own ways of kind of dealing with as well. But, um, and I love this idea. Like I, fully agree too is like follow your passion like if you can make like a business out of it that like that's amazing like you should be able to do what you love for your living um I think one thing that like I and I maybe I'm still actually kind of figuring out how to do this as well but so maybe you have some advice for me as well with how you've done this but how do you balance like um following your passion and making it into a career but then also on the other side not having burnout of that passion because I think that that can be something that can be really hard to kind of balance um when you're constantly you know working on that and then you kind of forget why you love it you know do you have any advice on that end I know that's a huge big question kind of and um you might not have an answer but if you do I would love to just hear your thoughts on it a little bit no that's a great question um I feel like that all people ask me that all the time about writing in general they're like do you ever get Mm. tired of writing because I'm constantly writing whether it's for the zillennial or for my freelance work or just for my personal um I'm writing all the time (laughs) and the truth is like I think I obviously I'm not the end all be all (laughs) and I don't have all the answers but one trick I've noticed is that like One, listen to yourself. And if you feel like you're going to be getting burnt out soon, listen to that and take a break. Like, um, just because I said, you know, consistency is key. um, It's more important to take care of yourself. And if you are going to be burnt out soon, take a break. Um, And also incorporate the people you love within your business, too. Um, If you have a friend that you think would enjoy taking on this endeavor with you, maybe team up with them. Um, like I said, me and my friend Ash Loman, we've been working on the Zillennial together for the past two years. And it has been so nice to be like, dude, I need a break. <laughs> Can you write this article? I need to do this. Can you format this article? And she'll be like, yeah, or vice versa. Um, so if you have somebody that you can kind of partner with in order to make your dreams come true, that's a lot easier than doing it alone. <laughs> so that's yeah. one thing I would recommend. 
and find a partner in crime. Um, and even Absolutely. if you don't have a partner in crime, um, the past three semesters, yeah, we have been taking interns at the Zillennial, which has been super fun and super exciting. Um, but it actually helps me a lot because I don't have to write everything myself anymore. <laughs> so we've been taking interns each semester who get to build their portfolio um, get to add this to their resume um, and get to have a lot of fun creating content and which helps me because I don't have to write it all but it also helps them because they're getting this like real life experience so if that's something you're able to do with your business I'd also recommend that it's a very like help me help you situation that I've been really enjoying yeah no I actually love that you just brought that up because that was going to be my next question so that works out perfectly which I think that's such a cool thing because I think I, I saw that on your Instagram that you had some interns what like how did you go about um and maybe this is like a little bit more like the nitty-gritty of your business but maybe someone's listening mm -hmm. who needs a little bit more nitty-gritty but yeah. how did you go about setting that program up and feeling confident enough to kind of start feeling like you could reach out to other people to involve them in your business because I know that also like once you start a business it can kind of be your baby for a while but um totally. yeah how did you get to that point where how did you and how did you get to that point yeah yeah well it kind of goes along with our past topic too I was feeling kind of burnt out and I was like I am mm. writing so many articles because in my head I was like I want to have an article out every single day on my website that was a goal I had um, and because of that, I was really overexerting myself and I was writing a lot, a lot, a lot. And I was beginning to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like this sucks. Right. Um, and so then my friend Ash, um, she was like, what if we had interns? And I was like, well, we're not like a real business. We can't have interns. You know, like you have that imposter syndrome where you're like, right, right. I can't, I can't just bring people into this. And then I thought about it and I was like, maybe we could actually. Um, so I sat down and I kind of just was brainstorming and I was like, how could I create an internship that would help me, <laughs> but would also more importantly, help the interns and give them this like learning environment that they might not be able to mm. be getting. Um, so I could teach them how to potentially create their own website, show them what the journalism world is like. Um, and kind of become like a mentor for them. So like, how could I create something that would truly benefit these interns, but in turn would also benefit me because I wouldn't have to be writing like seven times a week. Um, so I right. kind of just sat down, created this program. And at first we started with one intern, um, our summer intern. And just to try it out, she was somebody we actually knew from college. So it was a nice little like, you know, let's test it out, see how it works. Um, and it went really right. well. And then the next semester, I was like, maybe we can do two interns. Ooh, cool. And that went really <laughs> well. And then this semester, I was like, you know what, maybe we could have three interns. And it's going spectacular. So it kind of was just testing it, um, making sure yeah. I... I kept having meetings with all of the interns every month, like, is this something you're enjoying? Is this too overwhelming? How are you taking this? Is this good? Is this benefiting you? Because at the end of the day, an internship should benefit you. You should be able to learn from it, have something to put on your resume, feel comfortable and happy during it. Um, so it was just a lot of testing it out and kind of figuring out 
Um, and now I'm like, okay, now we can have three interns every semester and this is benefiting them. They're loving it. They're enjoying it so much. And it's helping me because I'm not like doing everything that I need to do for the magazine. It really has worked out amazing. That's awesome. I mean, I think that like, that's such like a point, um, that I don't hear about like a lot of like small businesses, like feeling confident enough to kind of bring other people in like that way. And I think that is like a really underutilized like way that you can both benefit someone and kind of get a benefit from it. And I think that's a honestly a super smart move as well. And like, I think a really cool like idea of like how to incorporate other people into this business that you're building too, which is super cool. Um, yeah. So well, like, it was really yeah, crazy though, yeah. because Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, you but did not. Go for it. <laughs> it was just crazy, though, because I was like, would anybody even want to do this? I was, like, really down on myself. I was like, who would want to do this? You know, like, who would want to do it? And I just posted it onto LinkedIn that we were searching for interns. And we got, like, over 30 applicants. And they were all incredible applicants. Like, amazing and I was just blown away I was like wow this is actually something that people want to do and from there every time we have put it on LinkedIn looking for applicants we get them and they're great and so it really was just this like shocking thing of like wow you know like I was like it would be cool and it would be nice but then I realized like people actually want to do it too so it's I would definitely recommend it to other small businesses Mm. for sure yeah that is so cool and so like with all of that kind of like wrapped up together, like with your business and like this online magazine, just kind of getting bigger and bigger and people are really kind of leaning into this content that you are putting out there and this idea, they're kind of um, attaching onto it. How do you feel that you define like success in your life? Like, do you feel like that's related to how well your business is doing? Do you feel that um, it's related more to life or what does that look like as what you're aiming for, but also like kind of how you deal with that in your life as well? Yeah, that's a big question. (laughs) Um, It is, it is. (laughs) It's a big one. Um, I think what I've been really trying to do the past two years is to think of the magazine success and my own success as two very separate entities in order for Mm -hmm. my mental health and my life. Um, Because you know, even when, when the magazine wasn't doing good, um, I was just really trying to tell myself, like, that doesn't mean you're not successful still. You're still a journalist. Right. You're still doing this. You're still chasing your dreams. Those are points of success. Um, so I've been really trying to separate those two things in my mind. Um, I'm one of those people who is like, well, you know, at the end of the day, success is just happiness. <laughs> I'm mm. one of those money can't buy happiness people. <laughs> Me and my husband get into it all the time <laughs> because I'm like, at the end of the day, it's just about being happy and whether you're yeah, living, absolutely. if you're living a life that you're happy with, um, that's how I measure success. But yeah, I try to like, be like, okay, the magazine, magazine success isn't my success, but Hey, if it is successful, that definitely makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's like definitely an important point to make as well um it's just also like how you view your business like within your own life too because it can be so easy I think and I think all of these topics kind of weave together at some point you know like it weaves together your like the passion the burnout like success happiness like all of it kind of weaves together and it's like how do you 
learn how to balance it. And I think it does have to be different for everyone and that you're going to make mistakes sometimes on choosing how to do something, but you kind of learn from it. Right. And then you like, you go forward from there and you're like, okay, that didn't work so well that time. I'm going to do it a little bit different now or, okay, I'm getting really stressed out about needing to be successful. And that's reflecting on how I'm viewing myself. Maybe I need to put a little bit more boundaries or barriers up around my work and my life really just to like keep myself healthy with that too. Do you have Mm -hmm. any boundaries necessarily you have around work versus your own life that you like enact? Yes, actually, this is super, super important. (laughs) Um, The first year I was doing the magazine, I was becoming all just consumed. I was like, I I am just this walking magazine woman. <laughs> like it just became <laughs> me, you know? And it's so right. easy to get wrapped up in your small business. Like you said, it's your baby. It's everything you want to put out into the world. Um so it's super easy to just become obsessed and for it to just consume everything. Um so yeah, it became really important for me to be like, okay, with work in general, um especially if you work remotely and if you work from home, there's these like lines that get really blurry where you're like, oh, I can just work in bed in my pajamas today. It's no big deal, you know? And I totally, I still work my pajamas. I'm not against that at all. (laughs) But you definitely need, you need to set these boundaries for yourself. And you need to say like, at least I do. I have kind of a set um work period where I'm like okay after 5 p.m I don't work anymore um and on the weekends if I can I'm gonna take the weekends off and I'm just gonna enjoy my life um so basically I kind of just set my own work hours um otherwise I would just be like emailing somebody at like 9 p.m when I should be like watching a movie with my husband Or, you know, like on the weekend, I even found myself like on vacation with my family trying to write an article, trying to do all of these things. And I'm like, no, 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 I need to set boundaries. I need to stop. I need to just, this is when work happens and this is when life happens. And it's okay if they overlap a little bit, but you definitely need to like, at least I do. I'm kind of a structure person. So I'm like, okay, work hours are done. I'm off the clock. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I mean, I'm pretty much the same way as well as I can sometimes start to get a little bit obsessive over the work I'm doing because it's fun and I enjoy it. And it is a passion, you know, that I have, which that's, I think, also what makes it hard to set those boundaries because you do love doing it. But like, like I said, with everything being interwoven, you can love it to the point of burnout. You know, you can love it to that point where you don't love it anymore. Yeah. So I think that is like really important, like what you were saying with boundaries as well. Um, and that was really, I mean, just like so cool to hear about kind of how you really set up this like business and this magazine and you've really kind of pursued your dreams with that, um, kind of switching gears slightly to you in general. I think one thing that, um, I'm always really interested to hear as well, because in my life, something that's really important to me, um, kind of besides the work I'm doing is also just, kind of how I like build friendships and like find community like in my life as well because I think that's a really important thing as well how how do you kind of um seek out friendships or find ways to make new friends or kind of really cultivate like deeper relationships in your life like what does that look like for you I love that question that's super sweet I 
love talking about friendship and stuff. Uh, friendship is just so important. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm yes. like, uh, I'm, I'm a big friend girl. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I met a lot of amazing friends in college. Um, mm-hmm. And I also had a lot of amazing friends from high school, which is kind of crazy that I've still kept in contact with these people. Um, so it's really important to me, like, to keep hold of the people that I love. Um, yeah. A lot of my friends don't live close to me anymore. Um, I moved out of my college town. Um, and a lot of people did. So a lot of us aren't near each other anymore. Um, my two Two of my best friends, Ash and Emily, um, we have quite a few ways of keeping in contact. Um, one, we started like a little pen pal circle where we send each other like letters in the mail, so cute. which I just <laughs> love so much. Um, and then also, I might feel that. <laughs> yeah, it is so much fun yeah. to just like write your friends little I letters. And, um, we add in fun, cute little stuff like recipes or like tea bags and just like cute, fun little things, stickers. Super cute. Um, which I love and it just feels so real too in the world of social media it's like oh I got like this Absolutely. real letter in the mail so I love that yeah. oh my gosh um, and there's also this app this is not sponsored at all I'm just obsessed with it um it's called cappuccino <laughs> um it's called cappuccino okay. and we record each other little beans they're called basically you record your friends little voice memos um and then you can listen to them all the next day kind of in like a podcast format um, so when I was getting married, one of my bridesmaids set it up for all of my bridesmaids to be in one of these together. And it was so much fun. We would just record each other a bunch of little like beans, little voice memos, and we still do it to this day. Um, so sometimes I go on my phone, and I'm like, oh, let me hear what my friends are doing today. And it is so much fun because scheduling is insane for everybody (laughs) like one of my friends is in grad school another one has a full-time job in Colorado like we can never figure out when to FaceTime or anything like that but at least with this we record each other cute little voice memos to listen to later and we can at least catch up on our own time which is kind of cool Mm -hmm. um so definitely one keeping your close friends close even if they're far away is so important to me um and then meeting new people is always really fun too Um, with my job, I try to go to a lot of fun events in my area and kind of just get out there. It is so intimidating sometimes, though, even though I'm a journalist and people are like, shouldn't you be like good at talking to people? I'm like, (laughs) I'm still nervous. (laughs) Like, I still don't, I still don't want to just like talk to random people. Um, but it's really fun sometimes to put yourself out there and to meet new people and to just be open to that opportunity of just like, Hey, even though I have all these friends already, you know, you can still make friends. You have so much room in your heart for love. Yes, absolutely. No, I love that. I mean, like, I just love getting to hear about, like, how others kind of go about friendship, too, and, like, all, like, the different ways that people stay connected or, like, seek out new friendships. I think that's really, like, such an important thing, and that's something that can also just keep you grounded, you know, like, while you're pursuing building a life and like career that you love like like you were saying too with your the business and everything but bring the people you love with you you know just like in everything you do like that's always something that will keep you grounded for sure absolutely um well as we're kind of wrapping up the podcast another question uh, that I do like to ask every podcast guest that I have which I just think is like a fun little one um but do you have anything that you've been loving recently? Like it can be a recipe, a music, um, a movie, a book series, but just like something you kind of want to share and like also maybe 
how like the Gen Z girlies audience can get connected with whatever it is that you want to share as well. Oh my God. I love that. Um, I've been doing something lately that I've become kind of obsessed with in a good way. Um, I made a bucket list. (laughs) I made a bucket list, which I know is not a new thing at all, but I made this bucket list of just a bunch of little things that I wanted to do. Um, Nothing monumental or crazy. (laughs) No like skydiving, nothing insane. Um, (laughs) But just have a bunch of little things that I've been like wanting to do, like um, going to like paint parties or like checking out a cooking class, you know, just little things that I've always had in the back of my mind that I've been like oh that'd be kind of fun to do so I kind of like pulled those all into a bucket list and I've been trying just as whenever I have like a boring weekend where I'm like I don't really have anything going on I was like "Hmm, maybe I can have a picnic this week or maybe I can you know have a girls night out or you know just something off my little bucket list and that has been so much fun <laughs> I I, I'm like telling all my friends I'm like you should make a bucket list because this is like so much fun just like I don't know I'm one of those people who loves ta- like marking things off my to-do list so like it feels kind of like that which I love and it's very motivating me to just like have fun as much as I can and to just kind of like romanticize life and to be like you know what instead of laying in bed all day I'm gonna go to the store and get things because I want to make cannolis you know like <laughs> it's just so random. yeah but it's just been really fun so I don't know if that at all is what you were talking about but I would recommend no. the bucket list. <laughs> I think that definitely works no I love that I think that's like a great way to like stay intentional in your own life too and like keep your life fun as well because I know like sometimes like it can be easy I think especially in the winter like for me right now like a lot of times at night like, you just, like, you're, like, oh, I don't know what to do, you know, but, like, when you actually, like, have a little bit of a plan, it makes it a little bit easier wow. to, like, be, like, oh, like, actually, there's all these things I could do, like, that's what I want to be doing, so I think that's a great thing to suggest, for sure. Um, exactly. Well, yeah, thank you so much for just kind of coming on our podcast as well and sharing a little bit about your online magazine and just who you are as well. I know that the Gen Z Girlies audience is going to love hearing about this. And I think that you offered some great advice and um, just also your story is just super cool as well. And it's super impressive. So I think that's like really cool to hear as well. Um, One thing, last thing I'll ask too, is I just love to give our audience like a chance to get connected with you or get connected with your magazine as well. So if you just want to kind of plug all of your handles or ways that they can get connected, I would love to send them your way that way as well so if you just want to give that to the Gen Z girlies audience real quick that would be great cool and thank you so much for having me this has been so much fun yeah I love your podcast and I love everything it stands for um but yeah if people want to check me out and check out the magazine you can find the magazine at the Zillennial Zine um, on Instagram and TikTok and our website is the Um Zillennial has two L's, two N's. <laughs> um, and then if you want to look for me, I'm at Sabrina M. Grimaldi on Instagram and TikTok as well. Um, yeah, if you miss the days of flipping through magazines and like looking at Teen B and like all that kind of stuff, um, I think you would love my magazine. Please give it a read. We just report on all the fun stuff that our generation hopefully loves. So please give it a read. I would love it so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks again, Sabrina. And um, 
on my end as well, I always also end with just telling the Gen Z girlies, thank you so much for listening to another episode. I know that this was a good one with Sabrina on here. Um, if you want to get connected with Gen Z girlies, uh, you can reach out to our Instagram, our TikTok, or our Twitter. And please feel free to email um, our Gmail, which is at uh, Gen Z girlies podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you um hear what you're doing in life and maybe get to have a conversation about that so that's definitely an option as well but otherwise thank you for listening and we will catch you on the episode next time this is maddie and sabrina signing off for another episode of gen z girlies